On today's episode, I'm speaking with a beat maker, DJ, sample fiend, and electronic yeah. musician who goes by the name of Free the Robots. Now, until COVID, he was based in California and part of the pioneering generation of LA's beat scene. Free the Robots came to life after many bands, producing MCs and DJing. He played an integral part in the early years, which has led to collaborations running his venue, The Crosby, and sharing the stage with the likes of Fly Low, DJ Shadow, Prefuse73, and even Africa Bombarda. Now, his uh, latest uh, release, Datu, and I'm going to quote what I found on his website. Datu is the name given of the ruling head of a clan or tribe during ancient pre-colonial times of the Philippines, colonialization, cultural amnesia, and the reshaping of Philippine culture throughout generations have me, have me and countless others almost completely disconnected from our roots with no knowledge of what stories exist in the physical reality of the bloodline. The, con- the concept behind his album, my album, is my way of reconnecting with, an- with my ancestry in the spiritual realm of the creative flow state. That's the quote from Free the Robots. On today's episode... We're discussing letting go of the norm and simplifying your environments, cultural amnesia, and the use of spiritual spirituality in search of a creative flow state. Chris Alfaro, um, welcome. Uh, free the robots. Welcome to Electronic Music Man. I'm chuffed you're able to make it, and considering <laughs> where you are, uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, it, it, it sounds like it's been uh, a mission between communication, but thanks for making it, mate. Thank you. Yeah, thank you for having me, man. It's, uh, it's definitely a mission, but, uh, you know, that's, that's living on an island for you. Everything's kind of a mission. So tell me, I mean, you were, you were uh, planning this trip to the Philippines and, yeah. um, and then COVID hit. It wasn't like, oh, I got to get out. I'm, I'm going to go to the Philippines and escape. You were planning this yeah. trip, then COVID hit, and you're stuck there. Yeah. So, yeah I mean, we, uh, I mean which, uh, island, which island are you on? Uh, island called Shargao Island. It's in the Mindanao area, South Philippines. Okay. And uh, yeah, man, I came here like three years ago and um, decided to get, get in on some land and built a house out here. And it, you know, granted, it was just right in time um, during this whole situation that the place was finished so you know kind of have a place to stay and brought a little studio with me <laughs> to keep keep me busy and yeah just been recording out here kind of got lucky in a weird way man <laughs> <laughs> yeah we were just having a laugh about that um i, I think you did yeah. like i keep wondering i keep saying to myself i wish i could be stuck on an island somewhere right now and, and, and lo and behold you're you're living the dream i <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think so. Dream or, yeah, <laughs> whatever yeah, yeah. this whole situation is, it's like, I don't know. It's, it's, it's bringing in a lot of uh, different types of emotions. And, you know, cause I bet, I bet. Clearly, yeah, very much connected to what's happening back home. But at the same time over here where I'm just, you know, <laughs> disconnected at the same time. Yeah. Well, it, 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 it's kind of, it's interesting how it, uh, the parallels with, um, your latest album, and it's almost like um, some kind of fulfilling prophecy happened here. You know, like you you wanting to your album and the exploration Datu was to help you reconnect with your 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 roots and 
here you are. You're um, kind of being forced to do that. <laughs> yeah. I don't know what forces really led me here during this time. And, right. But whatever, <laughs> whatever happened, I'm here. And uh, yeah, it's kind of wild because, you know, right when I got here was like the two year anniversary of me actually finishing the album. And uh, yeah, I don't know. I'm just kind of taking it day by day. It's, 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 it's unexplainable what's happening, actually. Mm. And um, so I, I imagine there's like, uh, as I mentioned, uh, you're wanting to uh, like in this in this situation that I think we're, we've all been, we're all confronting sort of old stories and shadows and, and within ourselves and learn, um, some of us are aware or have developed sort of awareness towards that and are learning how to let go and let go of the norm. Yeah. And simplifying yeah. simplifying our environments now, I guess has that been, um, I guess a, 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 an aspiration like to find yourself because you you said that you you've been working on this development this home a new home on this island for for the last three years. Is that yeah, right? Yeah. yeah. And, and yeah, is that, be, is, that a- is that is that because you've wanted to create this new life anyway to 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 simplify uh, environments and sort of disconnect from uh, an, a, another reality, mm-hmm. I guess. I guess, I mean, it was kind of more of a whim, man. I was, I guess my subconscious kind of pushed myself in that direction. But I actually, you know, found this place on some, it was an unpaid gig that was available that I was just like, you know, I don't want a new experience, see what happens. And um, ended up falling in love with this place. And, uh, you know, started just like kind of focusing, shifting some of my energy towards, you know, building a, an eventual life over here. You know, even if it's, you know, I, did, I didn't have any definition of what I wanted to do, but clearly I'm just here now. And I've pretty much become accustomed to the island lifestyle, like really completely disconnecting with what I was, um, you know, myself in the city. It's, it's kind of wild. It's a big change, man. It's like, it's <laughs> a head trip to just like kind of be out here, really. Mm. Mm. So, and and you, well, you, it's been, you've been there what three months now, and uh, yeah, like, and you mentioned that you are being like you're still sort of connect, like still connected with LA, and yeah, uh, yeah. So, how's that been? Like, how's that been to kind of be? sort of looking from far now and seeing seeing LA and seeing your friends and 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 can you know being a, from a, from a, uh, a dif- yeah a different place now to see it from there uh yeah i mean i mean clearly there's a lot going back going on back home yeah you know i'm so tightly knit with my friends back home and the music community and just you know the whole city in general and um part of my soul has kind of disconnected from the lifestyle, but you know, it's like the friends and family and, and everybody that I miss back home. They're like on the front lines of the craziest shit to happen mm. like in forever. Yeah. And, um, you know, between everything that's clearly going on from the virus to, uh, the movement of all the exposure that <laughs> uh, everything that's happening in America, everything that's being exposed right now mm. and everything, mm-hmm. It, it, you know, and I'm kind of disconnected. I don't really have 
proper internet. I really have to go into town to get, to get it. So I slide into town and I see, you know, people's stories on social media and things kind of popping up. What's happening? Like, on one hand, I'm living this lifestyle over here that I've slowly built and am currently living on. But on the other side, I'm seeing whole new reality hap- like unfolding back home. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, it's, it's something that I've always, you know, staying back home, like a lot of things that are being uh, dressed right now. It's, I've been about it like since I was a young child. And it's, it's, it's good to see it come to light and people being a little bit more active about, you know, change. Um, but, you know, there's, everything is happening at once. So a lot of different emotions are exploding between, you know, because you want to consider everyone's safety at the same time. And, you know, this virus isn't really going away anytime soon. Mm. So, yeah, man. I like. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, look. It, it's it's. I've I've pondered on the whole idea of like if if we didn't have internet and we didn't have um uh so it makes so I've I've thought about what about the communities that are that are away from the 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 main mm. happenings like the the the, the people who are living on islands in different parts of the world uh. that are not that are not fully exposed to what's happening. It's like, and you kind of wonder what if, if there was an internet, would the, would the virus and be so in your face and would it be so fearful? Mm. And like, it's kind of like the, the virus is kind of spreading because of social media. <laughs> You yeah, know, like I mean, the, fe- just- the meaning, the fear. You know, like like I mean, yeah. the, the virus. We know the virus is real, and we know that people. Yeah. Are, but but like there's it's like intensified and it's amplified and and uh, it just seems it just seems that uh, yeah, living on an island right now just sounds so good. Yeah. No. No. I, I mean. Yeah. I mean, it's. I mean, it's clearly a big problem in the Philippines in general. Uh, mm. you know, Mila and Cebu are seeing numbers that are just rapidly growing and they don't know and no one knows what to do. Um, we're in an island clearly, but it's not like we're completely immune to it over here. I mean, things can happen, you know. There's right. But what's the, what's the situation with travel? Like, are they allowing people to come to and from the, the, the island or is the island is like a complete blocked off now and they're not allowing I mean, travel? For- uh, from what I understand, it's blocked. I mean, at least for sure, the, the planes aren't coming in. There's planes going out to get people back home. You know, there's a lot of foreigners stuck here. Like, they've been straying here from the get, and they have these sweeper flights to take people out. But uh, from what I understand, there are still people coming in from the ports, from the local other islands and in, in close mainlands, um, which is kind of scary, you know, because we've been, like, isolated here and, Honestly, completely disconnected. We just kind of, you know, live in these small villages and surf. Yeah. <laughs> and it's been really, really peaceful. Um, but yeah, I mean, there's always that kind of like, got to keep your mask on still. Mm. Still got to like maintain social distancing and, and you know, as much okay. as there's, there hasn't been a case here, but you know, you still, yeah. no one really knows. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Right. It's not like they're conducting tests there, are they? 
on the island. Oh, there's no test here, bro. <laughs> <laughs> no, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and look, uh, your your album, um, Datu. Am I saying yeah. it right? That's the yeah, correct that's pronunciation. Correct. Yeah, that cool. Uh, and and the, you know that's. It seems like um, it's been part of like a, a, a you know a, a shift in in your life and a, and a new awareness into sort of getting in touch with your roots and and mm-hmm. just getting in touch with spirituality and. This, um, you, you know, just changing your lifestyle, it seems. And you've been on this path now for three years to kind of change. Is, is it all kind of yeah. all, in, all sort of encompassing, right? Like it's all part of this new sort of era for yourself. Uh, yeah, and, big and, time. Yeah, tell me. Tell me more about that. And what led you to this I mean, whole was, new sort of shift? I mean, for the long, I mean, um, I had, you had mentioned the Crosby. I, I had owned a mm. um, restaurant bar, ven- music venue, um, you know, for about eight years. And uh, part of that, you know, I was kind of, when I was younger, I mean, I was 25 when I opened that place, you know, and it's, it's uh, as far as like the music community goes, that were, that's where like one of the, the go-to spots aside from the low end theory and, and other spots here and there, like, it was a huge undertaking to have as an artist to, to, to pull the trigger on such a intense business. And, you know, we were, me and my partners, we were all young, didn't know what we were doing, but we got through it, you know, at least for that many years. And, uh, when that went down, I decided, shit, like, I don't really have anything anymore. I mean, I have, you know, like I got my music and everything, but it was, it took so much, it was so much of my lifestyle to be going there every night, you know, booking this spot. Um, while at the same time maintaining a music career, like touring and stuff, it's, it was just an intense decade of my life. And once that went down, I was kind of open to anything. I started wandering, lived in Barcelona for a few months, <laughs> kind of just kept on coming back and forth to Asia and just like, don't want to call it soul searching, but I was just kind of, yeah, in a, in a way. In a <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Figuring it out. Yeah, man. yeah, yeah. Yeah, just figuring it out. I mean, like, you know, Free the Robots has kept me on the road for, you know, a decade plus. And I've used that as an opportunity to um, uh, extend my time in, in these countries and, you know, learn other cultures and, you know, try to understand what it's like to live in another place. And yeah, man, it taught me a lot and ended up in the Philippines. And I realized I don't really know that much about my culture and no, neither does a lot of people um, because of, you know, history. Our history books have been kind of erased <laughs> like a lot of oh, for you colonized too, huh? countries. <laughs> yeah, let's just say uh, that's kind of been part of the main agenda. But uh, <laughs> exactly, exactly. Um, so yeah, is, that where, mean, is, just, is, that, is that where the whole idea of uh, cultural amnesia uh that I mean, that's such a a profound kind of term, you know. That I I, I want you, yeah, elaborate more on that. Is that is that where that came from? Because it of some sort of history um, erase, or or um, yeah. or just the fact that you know, just generally being numbed by so much other noise that we mm-hmm. you know we do get cultural amnesia. Is that yeah? Tell me more about that. I mean, when I say cultural amnesia. 
it's, I feel like, you know, the Philippines have been colonized for over 400 years and um, whatever the, whatever happened during that time, um, I'm going to guess that a lot of our history was <laughs> erased from, from, you know, existence. Wow. And, um, it, it's, we became a culture that was based off of colonization. It, uh, I, okay, so I guess from my experiences going into Indonesia, places like Indonesia and Malaysia and, you know, surrounding, um, you know, surrounding the Philippines, the islands and the lands around here, a sense it's, it's such a, it's a different culture. But I feel like we should be more connected to how they were living. Like if it wasn't for so much change through um, colonization, we would, you know, be a little bit, we have a lot of similarities to them. I don't know how to actually articulate this. <laughs> yeah, you know. But uh, yeah, yeah. Um, and I just feel like uh, the Philippines had such a unique situation where we're very much Spanish and American, but we kind of lost what being Filipino is like along the way. You know what I mean? Mm. Um, and yeah, there's just amazing stories. I started, you know, going in um, internet wormholes and started reading a lot of books about, you know, art history and, and art and the arts and like the different types of tribes, the different types of cultures, the different types of food, everything, you know, because without like that connection to your past, you kind of... I don't know. I don't. I, I. I feel like understanding where you came from gives you a, a sense of pride, or, or uh, I don't know. It empowers you in a way that, like, mm -hmm. okay, that's in my bloodline. You know, that's this is this is what existed. But I, I feel like it's not. It's not like a, a thing that most Filipinos really care about. Is is that? the past that we have, what, what we have, these stories that we have, it's like, it's based off of the, uh, colonial, um, values, I guess, you know what I mean? Like let's mm. whiten our skin or, mm. or, you know, eat bad food. <laughs> you know, yeah. Yeah. it's, yeah. Yeah. It's, I can kind of go on for a bit. No, that's all right. Yeah. That's all right. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. all right. It's all right. Like, I mean, yeah. so has this, so is this what kind of inspired the Datu uh, project when, like, when you set out to do it, it, it put you on a, uh, a, a mission to kind of connect some dots yeah. to, to, to learn yeah. more about it, more about your past, yeah. uh, where you came from and, yeah. Mm -hmm. And tell that and be well, able to tell that story as well. Exactly. Like it's more so, okay, see, these are sounds that were created by um, Filipinos before me. And I'm part of the diaspora of, you know, I'm a Filipino American, completely disconnected. But I feel like what they were, they created and somehow recorded, uh, I wanted to connect the dots for me as being part of the diaspora um, in the modern, in a modern way of making music, it's kind of my uh, collab, my jam session with them, I'd say, <laughs> you know, like uh, just my contribution. Cause we all, you know, we're, I'm a hip hop head 
at heart. And we come to sample jazz music and all that and, and psychedelic music. And I just figured take the same format and go back to my roots and see what I could do with it. Mm. Yeah. And um, yeah, it came out. Datu came out and I'm, I'm happy with the results. Uh, yeah. And I'm, <laughs> it's starting, it's, it's, it's getting attention um, and, and starting to turn heads in the Philippines as well. Cause you know, it's like, what is this album and who's like, why, why is this album? <laughs> yeah. 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 I guess it's, yeah. You just, uh, I don't know. I, I, I just, there's really no reason other than that. Just, I've just felt a little bit more connected to my culture more recently and, yeah, and wanted yeah. to put it on record. Well, it's look. I, I, it seems like it's it's uh, it's set uh, a lot of different kind of um, uh, trajectories for you. Like it just kind of like started off these whole like it, it, it it's kind of in parallel with where who you evolved into now and where you are in your yeah. life right now. You know, like exactly. It's, uh, yeah, it's kind of like um, yeah, and so. In one way, this is like what uh, what actually ha- occurred, um, and what, the kind of things that you wanted to achieve from it. Tell me a bit about like the creative flow state that you talk about here, and and is that because um, you know finding? Did you find that like if you're setting out to to achieve? Um, to try to find, like through this process, this would mm-hmm. help your creative flow state, or like, is that what you what what was the intention there? Um. Well, so since I for Datu, I was um, focusing more on indigenous music, which is not really like me as a modern producer from hip hop. You know, there's there's an end goal to this. You know, like you put it out, you get an audience. And, you know, I mean, you could make a living off of it, whatever. But uh, the indigenous, they, I feel like they were creating from more of a spiritual level, you know. So with tribes, it was just, you know, simple rhythms and whatever they had. And it wasn't like there was no, nothing really affecting them in like in terms of recording it or, or, or you know, gaining, you know, like, it's just, just the original way of making music. The tribes would communicate, they would entertain, and and it would just be a session, really. And um, that flow, like that's if you notice with the the Datu album, we really didn't go anywhere. There's there would be a rhythm, and then you know sometimes there'd be a change, but then for the most part, it was just it's not like pop music where there's like verses and choruses. It was just like just go and. And see Almost where, like a stream of consciousness, like a stream of consciousness. Exactly. Yeah, but through sound. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. Which is where I feel like the indigenous connected. That, you know, I, I I was listening to their their jams on on um, the Kulintang uh, gongs and stuff, which is a an instrument that that I sampled. Also, was um, used very much in the Philippines and this whole region. And um, yeah, it was, and I would see videos of it and there, 
there it was. It was just their flow. It wasn't, it wasn't about creating a song. It was just that moment. And that's, that's where I wanted to go with this album. Right. And did, did you find yourself, um, you know, through, through the production process and, and actually through the, uh, uh, creating the, the music for this record, did you find yourself um, sort of feeling sort of spiritual through the process? And did you find yourself like some kind of elevation, you know, some op- like awareness and consciousness, uh, you know, did you get that kind of experience? I did. I mean, I'd get that kind of experience with whatever I'm working on. Mm. But this one was different. I mean, I literally had nothing with me. I had like a keyboard, uh, an iPhone where I would record stuff. And like, you know, my computer broke like reason. And I was, I rented this really crusty house <laughs> on the, next to the beach. And uh, it was more my environment that I was pulling from and just like my situation. I had just gotten injured, actually. I got in a motorbike accident, and I was, like, sitting there. (laughs) Uh, I mean, the whole situation was as limited and as rough as it could possibly be. I didn't really talk about this with anybody, but, like, my shoulder was screwed up. Um, I was getting, like, infected cuts, and I'm in the middle of the jungle, so I was just getting more infected. I couldn't move. I, like, had to do everything pretty much with, like, one hand. But I think with so many limitations, it kind of, it, it sparks another, a, a, another side of your brain yeah, in the creative yeah, yeah. process. It's like you can sit there with the most amazing studio and you're comfortable, but I don't feel like comfort breeds the most creative states. This was the most uncomfortable I could possibly be recording. And that's, <laughs> that's the story of how I made that too. Wow. Wow. Yeah. And what about, uh, like, so uh, is making music your meditation or do, you do, or do you actually practice some form of meditation as well? Or uh, would you find, yeah. um, like, in this process, is it as a meditative state for you? Extremely meditative. But I have many meditative states. Music, you know, you definitely zone in. I mean, I'd, actually, my last EP that I actually did, in COVID, it's called Malinao EP that was um, also made on this island. I did it like two months ago. That is it. The whole flow, um, you could hear it through that album too. Just like, I don't know. I mean, I'm really affected by my environments and it has to change if I want to change my sound. And that's, um, that's, that's kind of why I've been kind of moving around a lot, you know, working on stuff. But other than music as a meditative like state, I definitely meditate as in <laughs> actually meditate and, you know, try to live as healthy as possible. Um, out here, it's, it's a surf island. Surfing is quite possibly the most meditative state that you could be in, but also intense. Um, yeah, I'm just really zenning out, <laughs> detoxifying myself, really. Fantastic. Especially on an island. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So uh, when, when can we expect to, to hear the music that you've been making in this in, during COVID? Um, and you, you said you did, you did this EP. Is this, is this the only stuff that you've done or you've got something else happening as well? Um, yeah. I mean, there's a, a couple of things that I recorded during COVID. So there's a Malinao EP, which is uh, out 
now. And then there was a single Aswang, which is also what I did here. Um, but the one that's actually releasing, that's on the way, is the album that I was working on prior to even leaving to the Philippines this time. Right. Right. Um, which is a full album. And I dropped the first single last week, Welcome to Los Angeles. A little different sound, clearly, from the COVID sessions. <laughs> uh, but, you know, that's when I was in the city. Uh, it's a lot more collaborations on this album. But, yeah, there's a lot of music going to be coming out soon. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah look, I, 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 um, you started, like, I see that you, your, your early part of your career, um, in, or is it around early 2000s, um, you would have been a teenager then, if I'm correct. <laughs> um, yeah. yeah. So that, that would have been, um, uh, I guess, the, the, uh, the early uh, stages of, of, of um, the LA beat scene. And you were kind of like quite involved at, at that, at, uh, in that sort of oh, yeah, yeah. early days. I mean, it, the early days, it was, uh, you know, LA and... Um, and, and the scene in general of just Southern California and the West Coast was just kind of ready for something new. There was a time like hip-hop kind of, it, it was starting to experiment a little bit more, but then at the, and then a lot of things were happening, like the rave thing was starting to really pop off and, and, and the punk scene was, you know, doing different things and I feel like it was just like ready to boil over every mm -hmm. like uh, throughout the city. There's so much, so much diversity. And, and I think when, um, I guess we just needed a place for all the weirdos of the city to come together. And that for me, I mean, there was little, there's things here and there, there was a, you know, sketchbook and, and, um, and like, you know, project load and, and things that, that, that were um, open to things that to different types of music and, and and just all around LA progress. And then for me, like personally, the low end theory is what really became the home. Um, that that for a lot of you that got attention, yeah, and and it happened pretty instantly. I think I don't know within the first year, it just kind of exploded <laughs> yeah but um yeah i mean everyone was just ready for something something new and something that they could call theirs you know the first time ever la had its own sound because before this it wasn't uh, la's electronic sound la's had its own sound for many different genres but in, as far as electronic music you know all the um mm. all the uh, the you know london chicago detroit new york you know, they had the techno, the house, the drum and bass, everything was just popping everywhere. And um, with the beats and like our version of, of instrumental hip hop, mm -mm. it became a sound that was pretty much defined by Los Angeles. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, there's, uh, yeah, because you, you, when you think about it, you, uh, the, the, you don't really see like, the other than other than the beats, the mm -hmm. beat scene, you know the. I mean, who's now? You're hearing more housey sounds. You're yeah. Hearing more 
uh, techno sounds coming out from LA. Um, oh yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah, that's for sure. Uh, mm-hmm. I guess I guess this is all sort of part of that uh, evolution. I mean, when, when I when I always think of LA, I just think of funk and G funk and, and, and you know, oh yeah, you know, which, is, which is still <laughs> Love that. Is, which is still very very much part of the the tapestry in the background of a lot of sounds like that. that yeah. kid, that kid uh, Channel Trez, I just love I love what he, he, he's doing. Um, oh yeah, yeah, great. Yeah. Amazing. He's like combining he's doing funk, house, yeah, and yeah, 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 yeah. And and he's from Compton, you know. It's just like wow. Um, yeah, I, man. Yeah, I, I I was just like, this guy's like combining this sort of G funk with Moody Man kind of house, Detroit kind of house. I'm just like, whoa. And even even his rhymes and and his voice, his voices. Yeah, I'm I'm. Personally, I'm loving what's actually been coming out of LA for the last few years. I find it really exciting. Oh, yeah. Mm. It's definitely been evolving in a lot of ways. I mean, I'm just talking about LA beats as in, you know, the era of, oh, of course, of course. to like 20, you know, 15-ish, maybe yeah. beyond. But there's, there's, you know, if you really like go through the city and go through the different like warehouse parties and after hours and yeah. stuff that's happening everywhere, there's... I mean, there's something for everyone, you know, and mm-hmm. uh, I'm loving that. I'm loving the the um, the house and, and the new techno and and, and you know Latin um, music that's going on and people just taking it there. <laughs> yeah, it's definitely yeah. It's, it de- definitely growing. But 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 the the beat scene, you could say, was very much um, you could say had a big influence on that. On, on the foundations of this whole new sort of culture, a- electronic music culture. Um, yeah. That's, that's, yeah. that's how, that's how from, some, from someone who lives away from LA and seeing from within, that's how I see it, you know, like uh, looking from, from afar, you know, and seeing, seeing that. Mm. I guess the format, um, you know, it's just, it, the beats evolved when uh, studios became accessible, basically. Yeah. And the idea of being an electronic musician in different, you know, uh, playing with different genres, it just, it became possible for anybody. And we have social media and you could have an instant audience and really spread that way. And there's tons of spaces that, that open up their doors with open arms for people to play. You know, it's just, that's the thing too. It's the uh, it's the city and it's the um, the music venue owners that are just you know there's there's a, there's a heartbeat there and, mm. and it allows for music to evolve. Sure. Mm. A lot and of collaborative. Ha- yeah. Uh, yeah. Sorry. Go on. Just uh, mainly a lot of collaborative energy. It's also there's no like beef between neighborhoods. You know what I mean? You could be from anywhere. You could be from you know South Central to Pasadena to Highland Park. You're going to the same venues. You are all friends. Everyone, there's no separation there, really. It's all about music. Well, that's it's all great. about, um, yeah, I mean, it's, which hasn't, you know, in the 90s and stuff, there was a heavy separation between neighborhoods. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And, yeah. you know, to be quite honest, you know, racial separations, which was mm. just like, it's kind of wild to think because it doesn't that's not really a thing anymore you know it's very unified you know in this new era everyone's just like about 
being, I don't know, everyone's down with being different and, and being open-minded. And that helps with music and culture in general for, mm. to evolve. So, so why do you think, why do you think now, like, I mean, the state of, I guess, I guess that's, that's a, that is a, a smaller um, sort of section of the states we're talking about here when you look at oh, the, yeah. the rest of the, <laughs> the rest of the, the rest of the US right now and and that I, I mean and I'm just, and it's not even just the US I mean just we you will find a unification through music and yet when you look at outside of the world of music then you just think how can there be so much separation still today and we're still dealing with all these issues, I mean, you kind of, I guess it's like things that have been sort of kept under the carpet and now that's why it's things yeah. are pop, popping off right now because it's like things yeah. that just the unspoken stuff is all sort of like, all right, it's time, it's time to we, we address this stuff now. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> it boggles my mind that, that this has to, like it's 2020, yo. Like what? But you know, we're also in LA, where you know our frame of, of society is 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 very multicultural, and we we are each other's. We live by each other. We share. See, I don't know. I mean, there's and then there are the other states where, like, damn. I mean, completely. You just manipulated by this system somehow just creates this like racist ideals i'm just like what but i mean at, at least there's movement now it's just it's it's crazy to see what i mean even now there's like some fireworks thing that's happening mm. which is like people all sus suspect about where i don't know i like i don't really get that much news because i don't have the internet as much but every time i do i, I see something new Mm. And uh, it just boggles my mind that. But LA, it seems like LA really represented though. Like even from a from oh, yeah. a uh, from a, uh, a, a legislative, like a, from from even from Parliament, like like down, like they they kind of took matters into their own hands, and then the, and then the the people of LA kind of really stepped up. Um, yeah, yeah. Know? I mean, it's it's been like that um, recent years for sure. Mm. Uh, yeah, man, just taking the power back. That's yeah, once again. This is my whole. This is my whole thing with education, with culture. Mm. You, once you know the things that have been kind of suppressed by this system, this like, um, you you take you're able to take your power back, basically. Yeah. You yeah. you you understand this history. You start learning what happened, what the Black Panthers were doing. And you, you learn about what happened to them and certain names, certain things that were kind of covered up. And you're like, no, this is, you know, and um, you get a, uh, makes you move a mm. little bit. <laughs> makes you move yeah. a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, um, so, I, look, I, I had this thought just now, like, um, uh, and it, and it's escaped me again. <laughs> um, yeah. You know, it was about, I was, you know, thinking about how, um, yeah, the, uh, tell, tell me a bit, tell me about Wild Animals, uh, the, the, the radio show. 
And which one? Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, mild animals. How are you? How oh, yeah. are you? Are you doing? How are you? How are you doing? Conducting the shows now from from um, mild animals. Sorry, from where you are in in um, uh, in the Philippines now. How are you? Are you still? Um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, there's always challenges. Uh, but there, see, I do DJ on this island. There, there are um, parties that we do. There's a, awesome. a couple of bands. Yeah, yeah. I mean, not right now because parties aren't just, they're just not happening. Mm. But, you know, usually I, I, um, I play at some friends' resorts and bars just like on the side. And, uh, you know, we play fun music out here. And there are controllers. Unfortunately, there's no turntables. But uh, we're able to get, um, you know, use a room in a resort and, and, and record whatever sessions we want for DJing. I've been putting a lot of mixes out and I'm still able to do mild animals from here. I just have to, you know, work around. I got to go into town, do my session, and then I got to find another place with good enough internet to send my pre-record over to my partner, Phil, and uh, we're able to work. Excellent. Are you, are you sort of like split, splitting yeah. so the there's show? Ways. There's ways to... You're splitting the show up between you with like you're saying you're doing the pre-recorded and you've got this you've got the little studio set up there, so you're right you're able to 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 bang out some shows as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm able to I'm able to still do within you know limitations what I was doing back home in LA. Um but yeah, it's it's still always a mission. <laughs> and you also gotta deal with weather and you know just timing like there's always like blackouts that happen here like, right every week at least <laughs> so you i don't know how, but how, how, how long has it just, been um how long have you been with nts like doing the show there nts i think we've been here uh we've been doing the show for like three years i think all right cool i want to say <laughs> it's been a while I, I actually don't know um three three years I, i'd say a little bit over three years all right right on yeah, and okay. yeah, it's it's just like an outlet for me and my buddy. We're both into like all sorts of different music, and we collect all sorts of different music. Mm -hmm. We have a bunch of friends in the scene, so you know. And it's not always about DJs and artists, like um, musicians that we feature. You know, sometimes we feature visual artists or people who just are into good music in general. Mm. Yeah, great. Well, um, do you want to tell the listeners where we can find uh, more about Free the Robots? Like what links? I've got, I'm gonna, I've got a, a few here that I'll, I'm going to list. Uh, but mm. yeah, where's, where's the best place for people to find you and hear? And, and also the new album. When is that? When are you expected to, to get that out as well? Um, I want to get the album out this year. I mean, it's not like I, – I, I'm hoping for like – August, September, maybe. Um, but yeah, there, there's no real format anymore because I feel like the music industry kind of, not shut down, but things are kind of just changing a bit. Mm -hmm. So I'm kind of just going to straight up do this independently um, DIY styles like I used to do when I was a kid doing Free the Robots back in the day. Mm -hmm. <laughs> kind of winging it in a way, I'd say. Okay. Um, yeah, but... As far as links go, <laughs> Instagram, maybe Facebook, get free the robots. Um, 
mild animals for sure. Mild animals, if you type that on NTS. And uh, yeah, I mean, Google. Google free the robots. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Excellent. Well, uh, Chris uh, Alfaro, Free the Robots, it's been an absolute pleasure. Thanks again for uh, taking the time uh, and making this work, you know, with considering where you are and and, uh, it uh, was definitely uh, a a great way to to learn about what's happening where you are at the moment as well and get an insight to uh, your inspirations around uh, your music and what you've been up to. Uh, Thank you again for, for, for being here, man. Thank you. Thank Yo, you so thank you. Um, right. It's been a pleasure, man. <laughs>